wants all the smoke. And and if you don't want the smoke, now's the time to eject. I'm never afraid. Never ducking smoke. <laughs> I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start the fire, let them see the smoke. Name change podcast. I feel like everybody that I tell this to, I tell, I just told it earlier today. I got to tell them it's, uh, it used to be the ultimate bachelor. I don't know. Did you follow me when it was ultimate bachelor? No, 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 no. The thought process was the progression of men through uncommon conversation, which was supposed to be ironic because, and just adjust it however you got to be comfortable. Don't, so, um, progression of men through uncommon conversation, uh, which is supposed to be ironic because all conversation for men is uncommon, right? And then we don't talk. They don't talk. The funny Not part. about real stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that, and then you know, the ultimate bachelor is supposed to be the best version of man, whatever. Girls couldn't handle it, so I had to change it. <laughs> <clears throat> so, anyways, here we are, name change podcast. I like to let people who get on introduce themselves so they can tell what they want to tell your name, whatever you want people to know. Yeah, uh, name's Franklin, uh, grew up in Ohio, live in Chicago, used to have my own podcast, it's actually mm-hmm. funny enough, I had to, had to shut it down back earlier this year, but always, you know, love the process, love sharing my thoughts, and love being able to sit down with people and have open conversations, so I right. appreciate the invitation. For sure, what was that podcast? Uh, Inexplicable Thoughts Podcast. And what was the thought process behind it? Um, It came at a time where... You know, I was slowing down from my social media presence and kind of focused on things that made me feel more positive. And I realized that one of the biggest things for me that's a stress reliever is sharing my my ideas, my thoughts, because you don't really have an opportunity to really vocalize that outside of social media. Like, you you know, a lot of people tweet, a lot of people post on Instagram, a lot of people post on Facebook, but the vocal side of expression is often underrated. And so I saw the rise in podcasts two to three years ago, started my podcast about three years ago. Yeah. Just really focused on talking about current events, social issues, sports, you know, you know, tried to make it as segmented as possible. And at the time I was really into podcasting. And so um, I talk about anything. I think, you know, one of my most viewed episodes was a conversation on, you know, breakups. Another one was a conversation on the Will Will Smith event, you know, earlier in the year. And so. Oh, really? Okay. So you had it pretty, very, rarely recently. Yeah. I would say like by March of this year. When was the Will Smith thing? That was February. Was it? Yeah. God. Year, Year flew fun. by. <laughs> wow. Um, it's funny you say that because I feel that way 100% is that um, now because you got a high chair, chair I got to feel like I got to get as high as I can. <laughs> um, I do feel like it's a form of therapy. And it's hard to explain that to people who don't get on here. And then in addition, what I said. That's why I started. About people who won't say exactly what they're thinking yeah because then it's not really getting the same effect for you even to to get your thoughts out and i think you also well i don't know what it is about and check your phone and do all that my mom's texting me um (laughs) i think also having a mic in front of you even makes you think different like the only way can i vocalize it the right way but i also think it makes you accountable right because you don't want to like say something at the start of the podcast and then switch it later so you almost have to say the truth to make sure you stay in line yeah is that consistent with that yeah absolutely yeah yeah yeah. 
So because someone's gonna come back to it. Hundred percent. Well, what's <laughs> crazy, and you probably know this a little bit, is when I started this, I was like, I'm really doing it for me. I don't care if five people listen, nobody listens, oh, whatever. I, I and then people started like sending me messages, like in the 25th minute of this podcast, I'm like, what are you doing listening for 25 minutes? You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> I have people you... like giving you comments. Right. Like I had people texting me and they're like, Monday, 8 a.m. This is what I listen to on my drive to work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is when I like really started taking it seriously right. because people were, and I understand how athletes, celebrities, artists get really sucked into the follower side of the business right. because they do keep you accountable in a sense, right. but they're also people that are championing you to become yeah, better yeah. And, and and hone your craft. And that's when I, you know, invested in better equipment. That's why I invested in someone producing my podcast right. and I invested in, you know, bringing in people that would, you know, create a more well-balanced, you know, viewpoint on the sure. podcast. You know, there's a great point that someone made that I eventually wanted to address. And they were like, you need more of a woman's voice in some of these episodes. I have, I have a girl. So listen, my perfect scenario would be that you like doing this again. Me, you, and her. She's a blonde white girl. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. We can. Uh, I have some inappropriate names I could probably just think of, but I'll leave it alone. Um, if you like it, we'll we'll get on some topics for sure. Yeah, I I can't do it probably every week, but I can no talk. no I can no. You're just playing. Yeah, in yeah. in between the three of us, yeah, you know, you get some different mix-ups, but but anyways. We came together today because what did you post? What was it? You didn't post it. It was on your story. Oh, it was. Uh, that you thought it was Venmo, weird. Venmo thing. Yes, Venmo thing. So you thought it was weird. Spoiler alert. I'm cheap as hell. I'm going to say that from the start. And I <clears throat> I say that a little bit, but I don't mean it because I feel like everyone spends on what they want to spend on. Yeah. Right. Like you may not. Someone might call you cheap over here, but you're over here spending way more than other people. Yeah. And so I'll say that. But. You said something to the effect of like you thought it was weird when you go on Venmo and you can see the history and you see couples Venmoing each other. Five dollars for your yeah. part of the Starbucks order. Okay, it's, well that is, is that, egregious. That is a little egregious. But <laughs> but talking but, about mortgage, utility bills, yeah, large grocery orders for sure. Venmo let, away. Let me see what I said. Um, <laughs> but I've seen people get on on their, their Venmo and be like. You owe me four thirty five for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I get sucked into it too because I'll, I'll I'll be scrolling I'll be like dang and then like you find one person's and you like click on it because you want to see who all their Venmo and you're like oh I didn't even know they knew each other. <laughs> um, uh, uh, that's how people get caught up though. You, you ain't telling you, me you when a girl that you're hooking up with Venmo requests you. Other women start looking at your Venmo request, your history a little too closely. But this is that's not why. But mine are all private, anyways. <laughs> but but I will agree with you. Uh, oh, so I said that means you haven't been in a serious enough re- or long enough relationship. When you stop sponsoring these chicks, you're gonna find real love, my boy. That's what I said. Uh, <laughs> there is a no broke woman policy in my life now. Right. I have been in situations where both my previous exes made considerably less money than me and that, mm-hmm. that makes things tough it does and i think i think it's just the accountability of it right because i i think a lot of guys have been in that same position i was married in that position and, and nothing against her that was the agreement we had when we went into it and i've changed my viewpoint since having that agreement but i never held it against her because that's what we went into it with it's she, all about communication it was determined she was going to spend more time with the kids you know, all that stuff from the start. So communication is a great point. Um, and we'll get into that, into this. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. But I think 
I think it's you you just have to be really careful because you, when you build a precedent that you're going to pay for everything, like when does that stop? I think is what what people run into more often than anything. And I've had this discussion with several people on both sides. Some guys are like I spend whatever and I'm like, "Well, you don't have a girlfriend, you have an employee." <laughs> you know what I mean? Cuz essentially, yes. Because because those same relationships and nothing not, wrong with that, by the way. There isn't because it's it's an agreement the same way. Yeah. But I mean, then they wonder why when they stop spending as much, the girl's not interested anymore. Well, you set the precedent for the relationship. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, <laughs> I I even have a stigmatism where I'm going to go the other way. Like I'm going to almost test it out. And what I was starting to say earlier was I think a lot of it is I just want to know the girl is willing to pay for it. Yeah. Like if she, it's one of those, I want her to offer so I can tell her, no, I'm good, but don't just expect that I'm paying. And, and when you get in a relationship and this is rabbit holes that we could go down is, you know, like when, like, when am I supposed to pay? When are we paying? And I feel like in a lot of those situations, the girl doesn't pay at all. Yeah. And so what? I don't want an employee. Um, I think it depends on how you communicate that and then the nature of your relationship. Uh, the older I get, the more I realize how important communication is in regards to establishing roles. Right. I've said that multiple times with women in my life. Right. like, you have to communicate what my role is in your life. And right. I, I have to communicate what your role is in my life. Um, and I think that's an active conversation because dy- right. dynamics change. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. My way of showing love is right. definitely through gift giving and right. acts of service. So money is not really. It's a great way to go. Yeah. it's Because not... I'm the other way. I'm an acts of service dude. And I don't really accept gifts. I spilled the whole thing. I don't accept gifts and I don't really give gifts that well. Yeah. So funny thing is i'm so proud of myself today because i don't know if you saw the tree had gifts under it usually there's not gifts under the tree for my kids until like two days before <laughs> but dad splurged this year he got the stuff ready he, i was Shut rapping up. today <laughs> because it is important to my kids it's important to all kids for christmas right and i would like to do that but you know you get busy dads don't do christmas as good as moms but point is i do, i can see that part and i know that's not my love language so i know I probably lack on that side. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's in, in regards to, and when I say this, I mean, everyone's different. Um, the way you show love, the way you receive love, I think there needs to be a more open conversation about understanding how you show love right? and being as specific and granular as possible. Right. Like these are things I'm trying to do in our relationship. Right. I want to make sure that while well, you don't have to like praise me for them, like that is how I yeah. show that way. And, and I think that, people don't really recognize how that looks. And I think mm. that for me personally, the reason why I say gifts and acts of service are, you know, particularly my way of showing love is I'm not the best at physically or verbally communicating right. affection or intimacy right. for someone. And so for me, you know, understanding you better and getting a personalized gift that makes you happy sure. is my way of showing intimacy and my way of showing appreciation. And so I, I think that I agree with you. The whole employee dynamic is probably right. a little tough. Because um, this is Chicago, and dating here is different too. You have girls that are going on dates just for the dinner, yeah, not for the guy. Which, once again, if communicated, you know, it's, it's no problem. It's good, yeah. Like if if she knows he, she's in it for the money, and he knows he's in it to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it works out. It works out. 
No, and I, I definitely agree with that. But I think that that goes back towards the, you know, don't expect that. Right. You have to vocalize that. And I think that with how normalized it's gotten, people are kind of like, oh, well, well, why aren't you doing this? Right. You should do that. And it's well, just like, when did we, when did we that have that conversation? The next thing. What about the next dude then? So because a girl may be with a guy like you, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with a dude who doesn't do that. I don't think... And this is being very stereotypical, um, unpopular opinion, but I I don't think girls are good with the transition between the two. So they'll be with a guy. What? They're horrible at it. Horrible at it. And I can can give you a perfect example. Every single woman. No, I'm going to say every massive generalization, but a lot of the women I know. And we say all the wrong stuff on this podcast. Yeah. That's why it used to be called the ultimate (laughs) bachelor. (laughs) But a lot of women I know that are single that are old, like my age or older. Right. Like, How old are you? I'm 26. Okay. So anyone 25 to that 35 range is yeah. usually my age bracket. Like, right. There are people a little bit younger, right. but they're usually like 24, 23. Yeah. Anyone college or younger, sorry, respectfully. Right. Too young for me. Right. Not trying to kick it with you. Um. Whenever I have conversations with them about their dating life, I'll be like, oh, like what was the best date you've ever been on? Or like, right. what's the best, you know, situation? You're, you're asking both or you're asking girls? Just girls. Okay. Yeah. What's the best date? You know, what's the best experience? What has a man done for you that is exceeding expectations? Just along those lines, what's a shining example right. of how you want to be treated? They never end up with those people. <laughs> like, that's a great point. Every single girl I asked about it, I'd be like, oh, what happened with them? And be like, oh, like we talked for a while and it never really went anywhere. And so now they're with some dude that's a loser. And I'm like, <laughs> not even that they're a loser. I'm just like, what about this experience stood out for, for you that? This is your example when asked about what's the best blank, mm-hmm. but nothing about that person stuck out with you long enough for you to be in a serious relationship or whether it be her not deciding to choose that partner, but that partner not choosing her. And part of it might be maybe she didn't step up and meet his expectations or sure. maybe besides, you know, this one criteria that this person was exceeding on, he didn't really hit the other target thresholds right. for me. And so. It's just one of those things where I'm like, the transition doesn't make sense. If it didn't work for the last person, yeah, and you didn't really talk through how to make that work, right? Why are you expecting that? How's that a standard? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's look at you. I gotta listen to your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a great thing to ask people, and and so it's interesting because you brought up an interesting thing I hadn't thought, and I'm not gonna be that redundant all the time. I'm much older than you. I'm 39. Jesus Christ. Um, still young. Yes, at heart. Um, <laughs> still who? <laughs> I still who? I still who? But women that would be probably be in my dating range, my acceptable society's acceptable dating range, probably wouldn't expect it as much as a 25 to 30-year-old. I think it's also geographical. Girls not in Chicago, Miami, LA, New York, where stuff is expensive, yeah. don't expect for you to pay for stuff as much. Which is also talking out of both sides. Do of my I want mouth. that though? Well, we'll go there. But also talking out of both sides of my mouth because I also feel like Chicago, even more than those other cities, a girl will, and this is not the judge of, of how good girls are, but a girl will buy you a drink in Chicago before anywhere else I've been, even like less expensive places. I'd agree with that. I mean, like I've had uh, in my lifetime in Chicago. I don't go out as much as I did, but in my lifetime in Chicago, it's 500 
percent more in Chicago. And and I'm talking about a girl approach me, suggest buying me a drink. And I hundred percent. And I'm from Texas and I'm like My first what? month here, I'm not gonna Well, you're tall too. Expose this woman's information. I'll tell you. Six five. Yeah, so you're in the bar. She's looking at a target. I was in a country bar. She was in her mid forties, definitely married, bought me some drinks. We went one on one. I never did anything. Right. But I was like, You're entertaining me, right? Right. Now. <laughs> like yeah. it was three years ago. Right. I was like, You're entertaining me right now. But I want to go back to two things that you touched on. Um, one of them being the older demographic that right. currently is in your range. We have some overlap because I yeah, do date yeah, women for sure. in their early to mid thirties, and I'm and I imagine they expect it less than well, right in the mid early thirties is the the standard in regards to communication, understanding of flexibility, yeah, and then setting expectations on dates and treatment. Right, I think are way better. Right, right, for women. Sure. I think that they're past the whole. I'm figuring it out. It's right. very openly communicated and mm-hmm. discussed. Um, I definitely think in regards to like dating, it's not drinks. It's like, right. let's grab dinner. Let's do an yeah. activity. Let's do something. Yeah. You're not texting her 24 hours before. Right. And it's a week in yeah. advance. Yeah. And you're not really texting, you know, throughout I'm, the week. I'm the worst at all that. Yeah. Anyways, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but the one thing I've realized since dating women in their late twenties, early thirties, there's some similar issues between them and the people my age or younger. I think there's a little overlap in regards to, and I mean this in the I think that's Chicago, but I'm going to tell you why, but keep going. I'm a firm believer that 50% of the women I've dated that are older than me, Yeah, I completely am aware that men are horrible and you are oh, yeah, we single yeah. because we suck. Like, we know that, yeah. Like, easily. The other 50%, I'm like, I understand why he's not. He's, he didn't right. pick you up. Like, that's just the reality of the world. Like, right. sometimes you are the problem yeah. and you need to do more work right. on yourself. That's what I'm, I'm doing right now right. is I've been single for about you know, almost two years now. I broke up with my last ex in 2021. And it'll be right. 2023 soon. And right now I'm in a period where I'm doing the work. I'm in therapy. I'm right. working on issues that affect me so I can be a better partner in my future relationships. Because one of my biggest problems was communication and my ego stepping in the way of doing what's right rather than feeling doing what I think is right. Right. If that makes sense. It like does. 100%. Doing, doing what's right for the relationship versus yeah. what's right for me. Um, And just like being in this space right now, I'm like, you're 31, 32, 34, 34, texting a 26 year old. And he's immediately understanding that that wasn't the way to do things. Right. How do you not see that in the moment? Well, that's Chicago. That's where I'm gonna go. I think you date you, not you, but people in Chicago date both the range. And I, I'm hesitating because I want to say the range is bigger of the people of the dating pool in Chicago. So, so for Small example, people. I lived in Indianapolis. I got married when I was like 24, 25, right? Cause that's what you do in Indianapolis because there's not that much to do. If you're 32, 33 and you haven't been married, like people are kind of looking at you like, Oh, he's a player. He's a bachelor. Um, or if you're a girl, they're like worried about it. Whereas in Chicago, they're not even like thinking about, yeah, de- definitely check everything you got to check. Um, they're not even thinking about, you know, settling down. So a lot of people aren't even thinking about settling down until 33, 34, um, you know, having kids, mid, late 30s, all that stuff. So where do you post these videos, by the way? Um, you They're on all of it. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google Play. It's on all of them. All right. Awesome. I'll yeah. tag you when I share. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'll, I'll, you'll definitely... 
I'll get you the link. We'll do that. Yeah. Send me some links. <laughs> um, anyways, but no, I just think I just think the age range is bigger. So that what that makes happen is, yeah, your 32-year-olds are going to act the same way as your 25-year-olds because they're doing the same thing. They're both dating um, and, and dating the same guys. You have a lot of 27-year-olds that might date a 38-year-old, and you have a 32-year-old that's going to date a 38-year-old, and you have a 35-year-old that's going to date a 38-year-old. Um that guy's had a good week. <laughs> Shy summer. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, but no, yeah, I think, I think that's why. And I don't think you run into that in other places. Um, I was going to, I was going to say something else that you commented on, but, but yeah, I, I, I think you're, you're spot on with communication. Um, I, I know when I was dating more that, and I'm being careful because I, because like I said, I want to make sure I don't lie on here, but I feel like I communicated that upfront. Like I would never go on a first date that wasn't coffee. It was always coffee for the first date. And it's not obviously not because I couldn't afford more, but it was more about, um, I'm setting the tone. Like I want to get to know you. Right. Because, uh, me, you know, Anthony, me and Anthony always joke, like you understand a date walking outside during COVID a date at my house if I'm not assuming to hook up with you and a $300 dinner is all the same date. If we talk about the same stuff. Yeah. Right. Cause we're actually here to talk about stuff. We're not here to, you know, spend $300. Yeah. If it's someone I like, I have no problem spending however much, but I don't want to set that tone from the start. And in addition, I say this, if I don't like you, right. So we meet, even if dinner is good and I'm not going on a date with you, that means I can go on another date. With someone else, and that might be this week. So if I spend three hundred on you, and then have another date, and that one's not good, and then I have another date this weekend, I spent a thousand dollars this week, and potentially didn't like any of them. Yeah. So I'm just trying to, and and if if someone is interested in meeting me, I feel like they understand that, and I would communicate that. I'm like coffee. Let's meet for coffee, and they'd be like, well, let's do you know, let's do something else. I'm like, I'm sorry, I have a strict rule that my first date is coffee. Make me like you and we'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Second time. So here's here's my policy and a friend of mine actually he gave me a different quotable, but I'm gonna change it to how I interpreted it. Mm-hmm. Um I look at the first date and the first couple of dates until we've had an established rhythm as sort of a way of testing out how we're gonna handle things in the future. Yeah. I'm showing you that I'm gonna take command and, and show you what I think we sh- we would enjoy or what I'm interested right. in. So I'm gonna set the tone and we're gonna go do XYZ. I'm gonna s- suggest a date and a time. You're going into something that's great, and I want to go here too. So I'm just letting you know I'm super excited, yeah. <laughs> and I'm coming with that smoke. <laughs> uh, so you know, I'll suggest Thursday seven thirty, right. and I'll send a reservation. The reservation yeah. doesn't cost me anything; I can send it. I want to make sure that you know, like I'm like a- you made the reservation before you even suggested it. Yeah, I'm going to say, that's "What dope. day are you free?" That's dope, actually. Or like, you know, are you- here's my biggest thing with women is don't ask a question. Say, "Does this work?" Or not? What is it? Uh, yeah, I just saw something that said you should ask for. Oh, it's a similar. Fan. It's a similar thing with work. When my boss is like, when you send an email to a client or someone you're trying to have a conversation with, you don't ask when are you free. You say, I are do you it. free Thursday at right. this time? I do that. And if not, suggest a time that works for you. And so I think it's better to handle it in that way because you're giving a pointed suggestion, but also offering for feedback. And so I think that it shows it's it's an opportunity for you to show them what you're interested in 
and see if that works for them. It's also an opportunity for that person to show if they can properly communicate what they're interested in. So you're killing it because I just read this and I do agree with this and I'm bad about this. And it's kind of where I was going, but it's uh it's Jake Woodard. I don't know if you no, follow him. I'm not. Um, it's, he's good for the stuff we're talking about um, because his thing is uh, masculine energy, right? Like, like using it the right way. Cause a lot of times guys try to use it as an excuse. Like I, I did this because of masculine energy. What he's saying is use the masculine energy positively so his thing is and i'm show you it's like two different messages right so the first one is i'm so hungry we should go out to eat question mark no no the second one is hey babe i'm gonna make us dinner dinner reservations for tonight at 6 30 does that work for you two different conversations yeah and his point was uh rule number one masculine courtship lead her with consent and and i like i said i'm the and that, worst. that's a good lead her with consent lead her with consent i'm yeah. the worst with that because where i was going with with what you said and then you like blew my mind with the with the making the reservation ahead of time i feel like i would get in trouble for ask i'm asking questions trying to figure out what we should do right like i'm going to suggest what we do but yeah. like i'm asking like okay what's your vibe for that day like one are you free that day not not sending a reservation to like what do you feel like doing that day? do you feel like being chill do you do you feel like whatever. Then once I have the information, I would go do whatever or make, make whatever plan, but it, it would always backfire. Now I'm seeing as I read this because they're taking it as like, I'm trying to get them to make the, the plan. I'm like, no, I'm trying to make the plan, but I'm trying to make the plan as good as possible for what you're feeling. Uh, I've, yeah. I've got, oh, I agree with you. I agree with the tech. My the current pattern is, and anyone that has been on a date with me recently that may listen to this podcast in the near future <laughs> knows I'm going to ask you a date and a time. I'm going to be like Thursday, Wednesday, whatever. I'm going to look at my schedule. I'm going to say, are you available X time on X day? Right. You're going to say yes or no. I'm going to figure out another time if it doesn't work for you. Right. If it does work for you, I'm just going to say, hey, okay, awesome. I'm going to send you a reservation in the next couple of days because I might need to figure out what I want to do with you. Right. But I'm going to give you a couple of days to know so you can mentally prepare sure. and have your outfit, whatever you need to do to get ready. Just because... I'm about to end this podcast. <laughs> I will not be out dueled on my own. <laughs> but like in, in the end of the day, it's like it's genius though. It's one, great because one, I can. I'm the guy, and I can feel that. I'm like, damn, that's that would work. Yeah. Well, one, you want to show them what you're like, right? They don't know you, right? Right. So right. this is an opportunity, kind of like your quote unquote first opportunity to peacock for sure because as a man my bad uh male peacocks you know they fluff their feathers sure. to attract so like this is an opportunity for you to show who you are and it could be a physical activity you could go ice skating you could do whatever right whatever it may be it's an opportunity to show a side of yourself mm -hmm. and then see if she's interested in that because right. then you know this might not work for her that might be a compatibility right. thing or that might be something you have to work on later right but more importantly i'm more so interested in seeing are you just gonna lay down and Right. Do this if you're not really interested, or are you someone who's gonna stand up for yourself and be like, I'm not available at that time. Yeah. I don't really do that. Let's do this instead. Or do you have any suggestions or whatever right. it may be? Um, I think that in most relationships, and especially with dudes, like all these dudes want to be like, Oh, like I'm trying to be the alpha in the relationship right. or she needs to submit right. or all this stuff. Like they want to be the masculine guy, but it's like, and this is something that my therapist has really harked on me is if you want to be the leader in the relationship, you have to actually lead. Right. And there's not enough men that actually know how to lead. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's the disconnect is if you're going to be that guy, you have to be that guy. Yeah. And so one of the conversations I had is a lot of the women I meet in Chicago, because I'm so big and I have this stature and I stand over them, 
they naturally assume. Yeah, if I post this video, he like the whole video. <laughs> I need to turn the camera. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm over here in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we got in a conversation about how, you know, a lot of women feel naturally submissive or they feel like I should take over sure. because I'm bigger. Than right, right, right. Dude. And, you know, sometimes I feel like there should be opportunity for that other person to step up and show me themselves and right. take some initiative. And she was just like, one, you have to communicate that. Yeah. You have to set those boundaries, explain those roles. And that's on me. Yeah. But two, um, I lost my train of thought here. But two, you know, when it comes to being that guy, because I do enjoy being in control. And, right. and I mean, in a in consent. Right. No, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, She was just like, if you're going to be that guy, be that guy. She was like, don't have one foot out, or right. one foot in. If you want to be a leader, you have to understand what that entails being financially prepared, emotionally yeah. prepared, yep. and mentally prepared. And so sometimes people don't have all three of those boxes checked, right. but they want that role. It's like being the guy at work that wants to be promoted, but you're only you know nine to 10 months in and you mm -hmm. haven't really proven yourself right. yet. You're not going to get you're the role really, yeah. unless you prove you can do the role. One right. of the most important things I learned at work from an old boss was if you want to be at that next step or at that promotion level, you got to do that for a while. Right. Um, you have to prove yourself. Fake and, it till and, you make it. and that and that comes in different ways. And we can we can disagree yeah. on that, how long the tenure of that is because if I'm spending all year doing something that you know the last guy only took six to eight months to do, right? You know, we need to have a conversation on what for that sure. timeline looks different, like. Different, yeah. But ultimately, I think that you know when it comes to you know leading with consent, that's a fluid conversation. You love that? Part. No, I I love that. I'm yeah. gonna steal that. I love it too. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of dudes don't know what leading with consent is. Hundred percent. Um, and and, it, and it's in two sides where they don't know how to lead, and they're not the best at the consent part. And I think a lot of dudes fall into one of those two buckets. And I think that one either we need to learn that on our own, which is it's a very uh, well, I have forward, a, it's a very well, forward thinking. I have a comment for that. It's giving men a lot yeah. of credit. Yeah, <laughs> but like. Also, at the same time, like uh, the woman in the situation needs to communicate how they perceive the situation. Yeah. And it's, it's a working conversation. Yeah. You know, women think they're the best communicators until they actually Terrible. have to communicate. Terrible. They're fucking just as bad as we are. Them and accountability, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, though, what saved me is that because I have a policy on what the first aid is going to be, it looks like yours because it's the same and it's already set. And I'm just suggesting coffee this time this day right yeah so uh, so in a way i'm backing oh, that's not my thought process but that i'm backing into that the same way and i think it gives the opportunity for me in that setting which coffee we're not there spending a ton of money we're not walking around we're not it's not a big adventure like we're talking gives me the opportunity to set the stage for the next part and so yes i 100 percent agree with all you said um, do you think you're a good conversationalist? I'm, I think I'm a great conversationalist. Um, one, because I just like to talk. And if you don't know, I'm, I have headphones on so that I can hear us to make sure that like the sound doesn't cut out or anything. Yeah. And I'm realizing how much I love hearing myself talk. So I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I, I think I think I am because I genuinely care. And I think that's the first step is like, what? why are you talking about or why are you asking them about themselves if yeah. you don't actually care, right? Like if you're just thinking about, you know. Um, I think you should have three or four first date ideas, something that you are extremely comfortable with. Right. But you also know that other people enjoy. Yeah. I'm not going to tell mine because yeah. 
people's steal ideas. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've seen dudes take my whole my whole sauce, <laughs> my whole sauce. Um, but whatever works for you, figure out a couple of things that work for you and your partner, mm-hmm. and then every time you go on a first date, you can get into the habit of being your true self in that environment. Too many people want to do new things each time. Right. New things is a great thing to do. Yeah. When you're in a relationship. Yeah, but because I think or when you've made that step towards I, we're exclusive or this has been, you know, we've been seeing each other for six or eight weeks. Let's try something new that I haven't done before. Well, I agree with that because the point is what you just said, to experience something new. new. Right. And I only want to do that with someone I'm comfortable exactly. with. Exactly. You know what I mean? So uh, that's why I get annoyed when there's a lot of women that'll hit me up and like, oh do you want to go do this, 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 this cool in, yeah. in principle, but like, I'm not trying to make tons and tons of new members with someone right. that I might not see right. long-term. Right. 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 Like, For sure. Now this experience because I, is, I'd rather do that with you. someone that I want to see again. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, like if I go to this game or yeah. if I go to this museum, it's like, Oh, I took, what's her name here? Yeah. For sure. Respectfully. Like I can go to a restaurant and not care, but yeah. like significant events. Right. No, I a hundred percent agree. Like one of my friends is getting married in, um, in May and his mm. first date with his girl was she's really into biking. So they went biking. Yeah. Something that she's comfortable with that he's comfortable with. Yeah. She's done before. She wouldn't have a memory attached to it mm. specifically for him. Cause she's done it prior to him. She right. do it after, after yeah. him. Yeah, for sure. But it's a great way of getting well, she better not do it with anyone else now afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that's a, a great I example. I agree. Um, and, and so for me, it's just like, yeah, I want to try new things, but yeah, Let's build some rapport first. For sure. Get to lo- know each other. I love that. Second song. or third date's probably not, you know, the best moment to just spring on. Oh, let's go this place or Well, I'm gonna switch gears because we've already talked about how shitty girls are and you guys are. <laughs> it also leads to just society as a whole. And I got to think about this after we sparred a little bit on uh in, in the DM. Because now you go to check out anywhere, right? I go check out for my coffee, and all you did was hand me my coffee, but there's a tip. tip. Bro, why? What? I'm not going to lie to you. I probably still tip like 75%. Of Bro. I, there's a couple occasions where I'm like, like if you hand me my coffee, I'm not tipping you. I'm working I'm working into not tipping in those instances. I, I, I was at the start, and, not, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, because... You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. And I don't even know if my coffee's good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll tip and then my coffee's bad. That's I'm actually like, true because when you tip at restaurants, you eat the food you, first. You eat the food first and you got the service first. Yeah. Like, for me, yeah, my coffee, like, I've essentially been at a coffee shop, got my coffee. Like, I, I drink mochas, right? So, it's a, a chocolate latte, apparently. Oh, no. Um, obviously. And... It you know it can be better or worse because it's not just pouring coffee in a cup. So yeah. like when I get one that's fire, like I'm you know I'll go drop a couple of dollars in the tip jar. But like there's times where I've tipped and then it was trash and I'm like, mm. <laughs> you want to go take it back? Right. <laughs> well, it was electronic, so yeah. I couldn't. But so it kind of blends into this whole conversation, whereas it's like people just are. Is it just me or are people just? Where did that even come from? Like people just expect handouts now. I think the modernization of the consumer experience from in the food industry. But it got worse. The experience got worse, and then they now they want to tip. The experience worse, used to be way worse, better. Worse, worse for who though? What? Worse for who? Worse for us. Exactly. <laughs> They're still making profits. I'm just, what I'm saying is, the interpersonal 
communication and interaction part of all transactions have gotten colder, worse, whatever you want to say. And but now it's expect I don't know if it's expected. Similar relationships though were implied that I should tip. It's there's obviously an aggressor, and that's usually the corporation, but there's also a fair amount of opportunity for feedback. And we've almost exacerbated, you know, this modernization, digitization of the consumer experience. Like we want things quicker, faster, right. more efficient. Right. Well, well that's going to be more kiosks. That's going to be more iPad. For sure. Which means I should be tipping less. Then do that. I do. I'm working into and that. We should, I'm and I'm, I'm, that's where I'm with you. But I'm, I don't think the, I think a lot of people who complain about the more modern side of the industry often don't realize how convenient it was when it was good. One of the ways I look at I that agree. is I use QR codes back in 2018. Mm-hmm. I thought they were awesome. I yeah. never understood why people didn't right. accept them openly in right. most modern interfaces. And then COVID hit and we saw the restaurant industry adapt it very quickly because it's easy to just pull right. up. And it, well, the point was you didn't have different people touching the same menu exactly. at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that complain about bringing back the hard copy menu. They complain about it? Yeah, because they don't want to they don't want to whip out their phone. Someone might have Oh, they want they're complaining to get it back. Get it back. Get it back. Okay. And yeah. I'm I'm kind of 50/50. Certain restaurants I like a menu. Some, certain restaurants I want the menu. But if, I'm old. If I'm sitting down, I got a bunch of people with me and we're eating for like the next hour or two. If I go to a bar to watch a game, I don't yeah. want the QR mm-hmm. code. Whatever. You don't want it? If I no, I want the I want the the actual menu. Wait, wait. Okay, talk to me about the situations because I lost you there. What situations do you want the menu and which ones don't you? What is the most efficient way of handling this? If I'm sitting down eating food with my friends, that's something that's going to take a long time. I'm willing to sit there, flip through a menu, understand what I want. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, this looks good. Okay. Because one of the things that people don't realize is we lost the ability to see the meal. Right. You know how many times you just see the name and it's like, yeah. I don't really know what that looks like. You might have some. But I feel like there's more pictures on, on digital than there was on menus. Though. I disagree. You I think f- so? I feel like it's that black and white interface where it's like a white background with black writing. Because a lot of people are lazy. You don't have to. Well, because I feel like now you go to, and, and, you know, every situation is different, right? But you're talking, but now you're going to like a website, then you pick menus and then you pick brunch, lunch, <laughs> dinner menu. And then, you know, there's pictures along the way, but... If you were to go through your phone right now, most QR codes, when they pull up a menu or the website, right. it doesn't open up on your Google Chrome. It opens up on your Safari. Everyone on, in this conversation... Yeah. I, only use, I don't use Google Chrome on my phone. Okay. So, so anyone listening to this who's... I'm on computer, but not on my phone. Gotcha. I have Google Chrome on my phone. Yeah. But anyone listening to this, you can easily open your Safari. You probably have 70 tabs. Right. Oh, yeah, screen. yeah. Just go through and see how many of those are. I close my tabs. I also close my tabs probably every other month. Yeah. You know, I just go through and delete them. But if you have like 50 or 60 open, just go through your phone, look at all the ones that are restaurants and look at the menu. I promise you, most of them probably don't have pictures. The reason why I'm okay with the QR codes are in situations where I'm on lunch. I'm going to get a quick. Just do quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to really talk to you. Right. It's in and out. Yeah. That's completely okay. You know, there's a 20 person, like I think Chipotle should do that. Like a queue. Like as soon as you get in, you hit the QR code, you put in all your stuff. By the time you get up there, that person's making your bowl, you can walk them through. But they but they do have they're starting to get there, like almost like a Panera thing. Cause you know, when you come to Panera, they got the little kiosk that you can just order straight from there. McDonald's is doing the same thing. Yeah. I think Chipotle doesn't have that at all. But you can order ahead. 
I saw that because they mess, when I was they mess up your bowl though. Do they? Yeah. I don't eat a Chipotle lot because I don't I don't eat filling. I want to be able to look at my bowl before you put the the tin lid. But on. that's what I'm saying. That's why you gotta you gotta go through the I'm car still go through it. But I want you to start that process a little bit more quickly. And we're pretending that the ordering ahead process works the way it should. Plenty of people. It always works for me. Wait, 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 I'm trying to think. I've got some of the worst bowls ordering ahead. But uh, uh, Chipotle. Yeah. See, I'm thinking like sweet green, they kill it. Just salads messed up my bowl before. You need to hit sweet green. (laughs) Sweet green's like an extra $10 for some. No. Okay, kale. I used to think it was super expensive. It's only like $12 for a salad. Okay. And it's way better. Okay. No, I I felt like you. And then I, I think I was forced to go there one day. And I was like, hold on. This is all it is. It was like twelve ninety, with tax. So, um, yeah, I think one of the big things is just that's what I have a problem with. It's like what you said is is losing the customer experience, but expecting a tip. That's feedback though. Just don't and tip. I, I don't. I I I'm getting I, away from it, and I feel like an asshole because not only is they're, they're so staring like, you down while you're doing. So here's <laughs> the thing. I was just gonna go there. When you eat at a restaurant, my tip, if they have the right etiquette, they're not supposed to pick that up until I'm gone because of that reason. So, because I, so I should be able to tip anonymously. A lot of people don't. That is, what do you mean? They don't wait. I feel like I've been at a table still talking no, 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 no. after dinner, and the person. Well, up if my you're bill. if you're just lingering around, I can see that. But most times, like someone picked it up early the other day, and I noticed it, which makes me feel like they don't do it for me as often as I think. As, as we're talking about. But so, because that's like my honest feedback, your tip is your honest feedback. You should be able to give that anonymously and be able to leave and, and them not see that. Yeah, like you said, they got the little screen right here and and I have to hit no tip and then turn it back yeah. to where it shows them. And You got to hold that. Yeah. <laughs> hold no, that L. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm starting to serve or like, you got to hold that. I'm starting to get comfortable because there's no way that the cashier thinks I'm tipping her. There's certain situations where I don't care. No, there's, I'm like, getting, I'm I getting gotta, to everyone where I'm not getting service. Better not care. So like Saucy Porca is one of my spots. I don't know what that on. is. It's a great spot over on. Tell me the tell me the vibe. Is it like a Chipotle because like Chipotle is not fast food, but it's not not fast food. It's similar to Chipotle, but it's like more closer to restaurant or or farther away. Closer, okay, closer. Um, and you can get like I get a Puerto Rican rice bowl. Right, got all this stuff in it, right. like freshly chopped. You know, green onions, like they really pick me to lunch. Yeah, right. Since I know you like the spin, and so you know, usually I put in my order. I yeah. I've found a really great meal. They do. I do like a small sweet potato fries. I get an egg roll, and then I get one of their other side dishes. Right. I get. I think I get like a a bow. A bow. Right. Um, and it's like twelve bucks. Right. And I take my order. I usually tip them. I sit down. They whip my food up in the back, and then I leave. I'm completely okay. But they with bring tipping. it to you. Yeah. Okay. So that as you were talking, I was gonna make that distinction. If you're not bringing my food, and or cleaning up after me, don't ask me for a tip. It's also one of those things where the and your the point you made about me not eating it before I tip will contradict this point. Right. But part of the reason why I'm tipping there is you're actually making my food. It's not like McDonald's where... But are they bringing me my food? Yeah. If you're bringing me my food, I understand. That is one. But two, I'm actually involved. Like Chipotle's preparation is a lot different than 
McDonald's. Yeah, I agree. I think that me going to a restaurant like, and what can I think of off the top of my head? But but that's the thing I'm saying is I'm not paying you to make the food. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not tipping you. I'm not tipping someone because you made it. I'm tipping for your service. Your job is to make the food at Chipotle. Yeah. Whether whether it's me, for example, if I did call ahead and they got my bowl right, um, that should be the same thought process for them as if I came in and went through it. Because all you're doing is doing is the, your job to make the food. Yeah, I'm saying if, I'm tipping if, for your service. If you go to a bar and the entire night all the bartender does is hand you your drink, no right. conversation, no right nothing you're still tipping but you know do you know how much you're supposed to tip a bartender no i think you're i think technically etiquette is you're only supposed to tip a dollar a drink now if they're making craft drinks if they're doing whatever that's one thing but a bartender at a bar i think you're only supposed to tip i'm just very focused on and i think everyone's policy is and i don't i don't tip a dollar a drink saying that I, i don't only do that but i'm saying i think that's the etiquette i think everyone's policy is different i'm more so focused on what are you providing? But your bartender is bringing you the drink. There are also a lot of cool bartenders. I get tips from yeah, me chopping it up to, with me. So listen to this. So I went to Arby's yesterday. Um, went to Arby's yesterday. We days, got the meat. Days are long. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got they now have wraps and their gyro is fire. Um, and now they got a burger. I'm gonna have to try that. But the dude was like being funny over the speaker and then he was being funny in person i about gave him some cash i felt like it would be disrespectful to like give him two dollars though i maybe should have but i felt like two dollars is like right in between like you think i need two dollars or you know what i mean but but if i was going to tip anyone i would tip him way before i for the same reason you said before i would tip starbucks cashier i'm a firm believer that we live in a world where there's like a severe lack of appreciation. Right. A dollar extra out of my pocket for this one meal is not going to move me. I'm already paying f- money for the food. I, I agree. I'm more so of what are you providing me? And, and I agree with you. Um, I think that the way we look at service is two different things. What service? are t- Preparing my food is still a service. No. That's still, your job. It's a still service to me. You're being paid for a service. So why aren't you tipping McDonald's then? Right. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just because they made it in that's front, food just right, right. Or just because you made it in front of me <laughs> as opposed to in the back, like, a, is that really food? <laughs> I mean, I'm you kidding. know what I mean. If it was Chick Fil A, yeah. I mean, we're some McDonald's, but I mean, it, sometimes I do though. Not in McDonald's. I would. That's what McDonald's I said. is never getting that food off. I would have. Right. <laughs> But I'm saying and I love McDonald's. I'm a, McDonald's <laughs> me too. a McDonald's worker that would that would do the same thing that the Arby's guy did. I would be I would be in my car thinking I should tip this dude. Like it, I was in my car, I drove away feeling bad because I didn't. But I didn't because I was like, I don't know if that's disrespectful. Like that's, I said, I mean, that also brings up something with you I should I should the, mo- the mood you're in in that in that moment. Yeah. I I Definitely I will disagree with that. I am cost conscious and frugal at times but i'm not cheap when it comes to that like if someone takes care of me i'm gonna take care of you yeah like like you said like a bartender could give me one drink and do it the right way and i'll leave a ten dollar tip for a five dollar drink if because i want i want that because we're that's what i'm saying i'm talking about the customer experience you said it perfectly 
you're giving me a customer experience. That's what I'm tipping for. Yeah. I'm not paying you for drinks. I'm sorry. I'm not tipping you for drinks. I'm paying you for drinks. I'm tipping you for my experience. Wow. That was insightful by me. <laughs> I'm really killing this. <laughs> I'm trying to. So, so if we were in transition again, I'm trying to think of other experiences now that have gotten out of hand that way. Um, I think one of the cooler ways is in regards to the auto industry and tech. Um, one of the things I love with my company is the concept of service orders. Right, who do you work for? Uh, no, no, I'm just talking about in regards to like the person who services my car. Oh, okay, yeah. It's so, like when I drop it off. Like, yeah. Instead of calling me, like that might be inconvenient. Yeah. They send me a link and it shows me what they plan on doing on my yep. car, how much, what taxes will be. And it's so funny because some people think that's the lack of customer service. No, I, love I like that. I like I what you're talking about. That. I just want because then the one thing I love is I can agree to nine out of the twelve things that they recommend in my on the link. Just, yeah. Yeah. And so instead of like I probably don't need new windshield That's wipers. Right. So I don't agree to that. Yeah, right, right. Or I want only the oil right. change and my tires are rotated. So I'm only going to agree to two out of these four things. Yeah. I think that makes my job easier because I don't have to get on the phone and talk to you. So what's funny is my buddy has a Cadillac and he for a long time raved about his service guy. His service guy left out of nowhere. And now like he doesn't even want a Cadillac anymore. Because he can't talk to his service guy. I'm like you. Like, yeah, if they would send me a checklist, I have a I have a Tesla now, so I don't even do maintenance stuff anymore. But I remember when I was doing service, yeah. Like I wanna be able to like I wanna I want all the information in front of me your way, and then I wanna know how I can reach someone if, if I need questions. to. Yeah. Exactly. And that's perfect customer service to me. Um just like we're you know, bringing it full circle. I want to be able to order on this kiosk and then I want one for it to be done right. But two, I want to like know who to talk to to get it fixed if it's not. For me, it's also, you know, when you send me a link, I can screenshot it. There's physical proof of a quote. For sure. With a call, God, you can say right. 250 on the Bro, call. Like it's the worst. I get there. You're like, oh, it's 295. Yeah. We said 250. So, on the so when I'm on the phone, I always say, send me something. So your point, it, it is in the grand scheme, a lot more convenient that I have it right there. Yeah. Cause, Cause not even, I don't even have to screenshot. I can go back to the link nine times out of 10, but you know, you never know if it's going to change. Especially but. if like, say you want to dispute something on your card. Yeah. yeah. I can send Amex screenshots, PDFs, right. of whatever they sent me. Right. Can't tell them, Oh, they told me on the phone. Right. 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 You know, it's two fifty, and they charged me two ninety five. Now you got your card jammed up. Yeah. I don't really want the inconvenience of that. And then more so for me, it's just me and my relationship with my car mechanic is, in person, face to face, I can read your body language. Right. I can understand kind of where this is going. I'm not really interested in, interested in the verbal conversation over the phone because what about this is making my experience better? Mm. I'm torn on that because I've I've had both. I feel like sometimes they call and I needed that call, and sometimes they call and I'm like, bro, just fix the car. <laughs> um, I, I've I've never been like buddy buddy with my mechanic. Yeah. So I've always just been like, yo, we should be cool. Right. But I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. going to see you every. I think I'm leaning towards your way. Three to four months. Like just like, do it right. I know, not, I know your name. That's yeah. it. Like, I yeah. don't, I don't need anything more than that. It's not like I'm going to come here regularly. Restaurants yeah. are going to regularly. Yeah. If you're regularly at your mechanic, there's you got a problem. problem. You need to, find <laughs> like, you need to get regular at the car dealership. Right. Like your local hood neighborhood bar. Yeah. The yeah. conversation probably means yeah. a bit more because you want to be familiar with the people you're seeing. I've 
I live in Westwood. Like I have great conversations with the yeah. restaurant owners that I know in the Westwood because we're probably going to see each other fairly regularly. And I, I should have a communication with you because it makes sure that if I need something taken care of, you know, a reservation's tough. Like my favorite spot in West Loop is the Black Barrel because their staff, bro, their staff is so amendable. Doug, um, super flexible. You know, Doug, the uh, with the glasses. Yeah, Doug, guys, I think Doug. Yeah, awesome dude. Yeah, and so you know that's why that brings people. That's back. my favorite restaurant in Chicago, by the way. That brings we're doing our back. next podcast there. <laughs> That brings people back. Brings them back. That uh, that builds a relationship with the local community. That makes people have buy-in yeah. to your restaurant, which is why I think Black Barrel flourishes. Because, because have you been in, to the other one in Old Town? Yes. Have you been there? No. It's terrible compared to that. In fact, I don't think it's a terrible restaurant, but it's the expectation you go in with because you've been to Westloop. Westloop one takes care of you like family. That's the best <laughs> restaurant in. Like I'm telling you. Anytime I'm like, dang, what should I eat tonight? I always end up there because I know I'm going to feel what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Best $24 steak I've ever had. I always get the mixed grill. Have you ever had that? Yeah. Um, And and they just, the way they handle business. I'm a huge fan of bars that when their kitchen closes, doesn't matter. Go to like the McDonald's or. And bring it in. The Jets pizza. Yeah. It's like, just go to Jets pizza, grab the pizza, bring your friends back. You guys can sit here and eat. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because one, you're also making sure that I'm taken care of, regardless of the fact that you're not able to supply a service for me. But two, you're also getting the benefit of me potentially buying drinks. Like I'm a firm believer. Potentially you're going to buy drinks. Usually I do. I'm like, let's just get one drink. Yeah. And it was one of those situations. Like the first time that happened to me, we went out bounced around some bars we were like we're not really feeling the outside vibe yeah. tonight let's just go back and we we're like oh let's stop for food stop that black barrel their kitchen was closed he was like just go to jets we got like three pizzas yeah. a bunch of like wings and other stuff yeah. went back to jets or went back to black but, barrel yeah we got one drink it's eight drinks you just got but, but the thing is you're gonna come back all the time too, when yeah. the food is is there and i think that's that's the more so the law side of the service yeah. part of that industry. the long-term thinking yeah and, yeah. and 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 that's that's a great way of putting it. Too many people are short-sighted. Yeah, you're thinking, oh, they're gonna get in here and create a mess, blah 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 blah. You're not giving the person the benefit of the doubt to be a good person or do the right, right. thing. But more importantly, it's your it's not your job, but it's your opportunity as the service provider right. to provide a service. Hundred percent. And part of that service is being a welcoming environment. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in a welcoming environment, then you're usually gonna turn away those people, and you're usually not gonna get people that come back. Yeah. Regardless of they come back and eat, because I could have gotten that jet pizza that came back to wet, uh, Black Barrel and still had a horrible experience. Yeah. But I came back and they were still courteous. They brought us plates. They brought us napkins. They brought us stuff. See, that's chairs dope. to the table. That's super dope. Like that's that's how you yeah. should handle it. Because now I'm gonna send it back where we got drinks. I put a tip on the drink. That's revenue that you weren't gonna get that night. That night. Now you're if you know, it. if you, I'm sure you're the same way. How many people I tell about Black Barrel that have never been there because of what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. I mean, it, they they kill it. That's my spot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to end because it's always like, you know, this it always goes much faster than you think. Yeah. Um, I'm going to end with. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just got to. Things fly by. I uh, understand. I'm going to end with this conversation reminding me that I'm tipping two people for Christmas. One. Nanny. Nope. Is my do it at Jimmy John's. Okay. Because I'll walk in there. I'll have my order pre-set, right? I've sent my order in. But I'll walk in and they'll be so busy it's not ready. He'll look at me because he knows what my order is. And And he'll he'll, stuffle into the... Right. He'll make mine immediately, right? So I'm going to throw him $100, $200. 
And then the dude at my, I go to EBC, the dude um, in, they have like locker room attendants. And the dude that I know the best in there, probably do the same thing for him. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm another 100, 200 to him for the same reason because I feel like he's giving me special attention. And, and, and I love the way you put it. It's like the customer experience. Yeah. They're giving me an experience. Black Barrel does the same thing. They're giving me an experience that other places don't give me. And and I want to reward them for yeah. that. So that's actually funny that you mentioned that. I I bought my condo in January. Okay. And so we do like a voluntary like bonus distribution to the staff. I think we have like 11 or 10, 10 people on, on our staff at our right. condo. Um, and so everyone in HOA get, has been getting emails over the last couple of weeks, like anything you could donate, please do. Right. It'll be broken up and sp- split between them. I think it's a really great way of showing appreciation to the people who take care of my building. But even more so, the lady who sits, runs the desk in the morning, like her and I had a conversation and I was like, I got you like a side gift, like it's coming your way. Right. I'll probably do, you know, like just a, a gift card right, or, yeah. you know, a bottle of wine, but it's more so just this is an extra sign of appreciation right. for what you've provided me because there's been situations where I got something done in my experience that I had low expectations of, or would not have gotten done as efficiently without her intervention. Right. Right. Like I had a, I had a problem earlier this year and like anyone who owns a place, um, dishwashers are a nightmare to deal with yeah. and your garbage disposal. Yeah. And so I had an issue. I can replace both. So I don't, See, I, I'm, yeah. you got to teach me something yeah. one of these days. I like, had to replace the one here. Um, if I have any like homeowner yeah. issues, I'm going to hit you up. Yeah. Um, but I had a whole issue with my garbage disposal and it looks like at some point while hosting, someone had lodged one of my like metal Jägermeister oh, shot glasses down yeah. there and I'd been using it without knowing. Yeah. 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 And so it jammed up my, um, garbage disposal and i had been sending in requests for them to like come and get it fixed right and i just had a conversation with her one day on my way to work and i was like yo like hey like her and i literally say good morning have a good day to each right. other every day i go to work right 8 8 a.m whenever i leave she's right there right we talk to each other cleaning lady and i talk starts my yeah. day positively every single right, day for sure why wouldn't i show her love but the one day I walked past and she was asking how I was doing. And I was like, oh, good. I have an issue right now with my garbage disposal. So I was going to talk to the maintenance people. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I have an open order in the system. I just haven't gotten it looked at by anyone. And she was like, oh, I'll talk to someone for you. Yeah. By the time I got home that day, done. Done. Of course. Why would I not show a little yeah. bit of appreciation oh, to her? You have to. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about. Payment. That's what I'm tipping for. I'm tipping for that. I'm not tipping. I'm not tipping you to open the door for somebody. Yeah. I'm tipping you to give me that. And so for me, it's it's more so of, and I don't know what her expectations are on this extra additional gift because she will be getting the her cut of the pool. Right. But it's more so of making you know that I appreciate the look or I appreciate the extra step. And going back to what I said earlier in this podcast, we live in a society where there is a severe lack of appreciation. Right. It, go, it reminds me of the, which, the, which is important because I don't want to be grouped in with someone who's not appreciating just because I, I don't feel obligated to give extra just for nothing. But anyways, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, it reminds me of those Instagram and, and social media videos right now where it's uh, a guy who's going around and he's like, you know, take two dollars or pass it on and double it. And so yeah. he goes to a bunch of people. I don't know. I don't understand those. And so it's it's more so to me where what does this really mean to me? Right. And that's how I look at tipping. That's how I look at especially with women in my life and bringing it back right. towards the beginning of the yeah. pod. 
Um, I'm not afraid to pay for things because one, I am about the experience. So right. the provider of the service is giving me a good experience. I'm going to pay extra. Sure. And if the woman's providing me a good ex- experience, experience right. service, yeah, uh, I'm going to provide extra. And so I think of it in the same way of that video where this $2 isn't much to me. Right. But doubling it might mean more so to the next, to the next person. person. Right. And I think that the way I look at life recently, especially is I think that amplifies and it right. compounds and it grows and it grows. Right. And I think that we should be more willing to take that extra step. This isn't going to do a lot for me. Right. Let me just pass it on to the next For person. sure. It's the same same way I look at, you know, conversations. I don't necessarily need to wade in on and give my opinion on this conversation. Leave it to them. That yeah. involves them why get yeah. involved. And so for me, when it comes to tipping, um, to make that person's day a little bit better, I don't know what they're going through. Yeah. I'll give a dollar or two. I still do say that I need to be getting something here right. because I, I want to feel like I'm doing the right thing. And I do want to feel that, you know, I've gotten my due. Right. Um, but in a lot of these situations, you know, when I go to, you know, my poke spot and I do a 20% tip, a dollar fifty. But you go there a lot. A dollar fifty is not gonna move the needle. I agree, but you go there a lot. Probably like two to three times a month. Oh, okay. Not a ton. I don't really I'm I am anyone who knows me, I'm not a repeater. Yeah. Like I don't do I uh, hate leftovers. Oh, so uh, uh like yeah. I won't go to a place twice in a week unless I really like that place. Okay. Um I'll even tell myself to cook at that point. Yeah. If <laughs> Before I, you go back. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm just like there's too many options in life to get too comfortable. Yeah. Even with our food. Yeah. I mean, it, that's why I hate, uh, it's a luxury of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if I were to food prep, I get, it's more convenient to just do chicken. asparagus. Yeah. But you gotta mix food. it up. But like, yo, like you don't just wake up and be like, Oh, chicken and rice again today. <laughs> today yeah. Well, no, that I, I agree. I agree. Um, and I do like that. So I'll, I'll put a little more thought into it, but, um, uh, but yeah, we've been, we've been going. So, yeah. um, I would love to have you back however often you can. I love all the inside. You actually gave me some stuff to think about it. Think about, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I appreciate it all. So, uh, name change podcast, Franklin, um, I'll put his information in his handle in the, the pod thing and, and, uh, come back. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be back. All right, man. All right. Appreciate it.